Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I am here with Chris from Conquer Fitness in California. What's up, Chris? How are you today? I'm doing very good. Good morning, everyone, and um, I'm ready to go. So Awesome. So We're good. excited to have you here. All righty. So let's jump right into the details here. What is it that made you want to own your own gym? Oh, man, that's quite a story. I mean, I mean we got an hour, so <laughs> I'll probably need that much time, but I guess I'll continue <laughs> it a little bit. So what made me want to become a gym owner? Well, I've always been an athlete most of my life. I like being athletic, even now. Obviously, I like to work out still at my own gym. Um, but then, you know, as you get older, you're like, okay, career-wise, what do you want to do? I've always wanted, I have an interest in business. Didn't know what kind of business to be in. And then uh, when I was 21 years old, I got hired at a gym. Um, I was a little self-conscious about that because a friend of mine got me the job at the gym. And, uh, you know, he's a pretty buff guy. And I was like, man, I'm... I'm a little skinny right now, so I don't know if they'll uh, they'll hire me. So uh, he's like, oh, just come in. He got me an interview. I came in, and they just gave me a schedule. And then I just started showing up. I wasn't really an early bird either, and they wanted me there at 5 a.m. And that's like prime <laughs> time in the gym world. So yep. I was like, whoa, there's like 100 people here. So that was uh, very interesting to see. Um, so once I got hired, um, I stuck around for about four and a half years and uh, climbed the ranks from being an assistant to a trainer, to a head trainer, and to the director of training. And then at one point I wanted to, and so this is where the point came. Um, I like the atmosphere so much, the people made a huge difference. You know, once you start seeing people uh, transform and then they come to your class. So this is actually a bootcamp that I worked for when I first started. Um, you know, they start coming to your class and then you're like, feels good kind of being, uh, I guess I would say more of the favorite or like, you know, you're, you become popular, um, yes. so come to your class. You want that. I mean, I, I like that. I want to be number one guy. So, um, I thrive off that. So, um, I taught so many classes throughout the week. I always change it up and then it just sparked. I was so invested, um, with my previous employer that. I loved it there. It was just became a passion. And um, at one point, um, I was like, okay, I, I think I want to go this route. So that was pretty much the turning point. Up until then, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I wanted business, but then I liked being, you know, an athlete or working out. So this was a good match, you know, to yeah. uh, put them together. Absolutely. So when the opportunity arose, I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. Took some time. And then I left my previous employer and then, but the great thing about it is that I actually met my business partners at my previous work. So, and then we're still partners today, of course. So awesome. I have two other partners. Um, they're very good. Um, blessed to have them. I couldn't do it without them. Um, but that was pretty much the turning point of why I wanted to own it. It was just first time working at a gym and um, just the community. I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. And then seeing people change and then people are so grateful on how you're helping them. And um, it's a good feeling, you know, to do that. Yeah, for sure. Well, that is 
awesome that you had the prior experience basically working your way all the way up through a facility before opening your own facility because you learn so much along the way as far as how the business runs and then also sometimes what not to do as well when you own your own business those some of those lessons are even more important than what to do um but a lot of times when people open their own gyms it's like they go from personal training right to opening their own gym and then they kind of lack the knowledge as far as the business side of things and the day-to-day -day tasks of how the business itself actually runs. So it's super helpful that you had that experience beforehand and kind of worked your way up to owning your own facility. It's a definite eye-opener, I would say. Um, being on that side of things, the employee part was, uh, I liked it, I loved it actually, and I learned a lot. So now being on this side of things, I can put myself in their shoes yes. things that I did prior, uh, my commitment. And I, you know, as part of building our team is looking for those who are just as committed and just as passionate. You know, we want that exactly. here. So we don't want people to think of this as like, oh, you know, I'm just here to get a check and come back. I mean, obviously we got to get paid, but we want someone who's like, wants to, who's passionate, wants to be here and, teach people how to train uh, proper form, um, right. motivate. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, that's important too. Uh, you know, having the view from every position of the business. So you learned what it was like to be an employee right. and you know, how you wanted to be treated as an employee. So then you can apply that within your business too, because you know what it's like to be in every position of your business. And also, I think it's important to know how to do everything in every position of the business. Um, that's important too, just so that, you know, you can stay on top of things and, you can train your employees properly. Uh, that's a big, a big thing. I think that's missing a lot of the times too, is just not necessarily knowing how to do everything that's required within the business. You know, a lot of times gym owners own a business, but they don't know how to teach a class, for example, or they don't know how to sell a membership or, you know, there are always some type of gaps within it, um, which is okay if you have people who are in positions that can do it, but sometimes it's hard to rely on other people. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I've seen it before. When I was at my pre previous employer, um, they were um, selling franchises and we'd have to train some of the people on the floor and mm -hmm. these people had knew nothing about fitness. I mean, they uh, were obviously investors, um, but it's not, it's not like they couldn't do it, but um, it's obviously, right. uh, I would say better if you kind of experienced it, you know, yeah. ins and outs of it, um, and then being in this role where I'm at now. Right, for sure. All right, so as far as your business model goes in your facility, how do you structure things? Are you doing one-on-one -on -one training, semi-privates, group classes? What does that look like? Okay, so we do, we mainly host group classes. Now, um, what is group classes? I guess every gym has a different way of doing it. 
I mean, there's CrossFit. I believe that's group classes, even though it's CrossFit. Uh, boot camp, that's a group class. Um, and then there's us. So the way our gym is structured is we don't really call ourselves a boot camp because, you know, that's not really um, what we do. What we do here is we like to involve a lot of weights, more strength training. So for example, let me just paint a picture. Um, mm -hmm. Our classes go, we separate the muscle groups every day. So Mondays we'll do chest, shoulders, and um, um, biceps. Tuesdays we'll do hamstring quads. Wednesday we'll do um, athletic training, which is a fancy name for a, more of a full body. So that one is a little more uh, cardio involved. And then Thursdays we do back triceps and core. Friday we do, which is everyone's favorite day, which is today, booty day. So we do glutes, adductor, abductors. Um, not to say that we're not going to hit hamstrings, of course. You know, all the other groups are always going to get hit. And yep. then Saturdays, we call it conquer training, which is another fancy word for uh, a full body. But the way we structure it is we do a circuit, and um, we like to involve our machines. So we have squat racks. We have Smith machine. We have leg press. We have a dual hamstring and leg extension. We have cable machines. Um, we have barbells, we have a lot of weights, heavy weights, resistant bands. And so we, at least we believe that that's the best way to tone and shape the body. And uh, it's a good way to kind of show people how to use machines and mm -hmm. variations on how to use machines, as opposed to, I'm sure not all boot camps are like this, but a lot of boot camps do a lot of uh, uh, body weight, which we do here too. Um, and a lot of different um, volume, high volume, um, lower, uh, lighter weights. And that's good because I came from a boot camp, but we're trying to create our own version um, mm -hmm. where we like to involve um, strength training. And that's ultimately what we believe is the best way to shape the body, stimulating yeah. the muscle, um, shaping it. And it's been good, you know, um, yeah. with various programs that we have here. So that's kind of how our group setting is. We're trying to be a little different. Um, any gym that we um, produce in the future, we want it to be structured just like that, where we have machines. Um, involved and people are able to use it and lift weights and heavy weights, you know, awesome. without injury. Right. <clears throat> yes. Injury prevention, number one, yeah. always. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. So it's like a circuit workout in a, in a group setting. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of your bread and butter. That's, that's what you do. Do you do any one-on-ones at all? Yeah, we do personal training. So oh, okay. um, I would say, so the way we work is we go from beginning all the way to competition. So we do have mm -hmm. a competition team, uh, majority of, so we do, so our trainers here, we offer them, okay, you can teach class and um, we have a gap in between. So our gap is between 11 and 3.30. Um, usually we have an open gym, uh, but that's the time if you're a trainer here um, to do any kind of personal training. So the great thing is that we tell the trainers, okay, well, saw yourself in the, in the classes. You teach a class, it's a great class oh man, this is really good. And some people might be interested in some extra one-on-one -on -one training. Mm -hmm. So in between the hours that we have downtime or no classes, uh, they are able to do that. So I do some personal training myself. Um, I do more of the competitive side, the competitive athletes. Um, and then we have other trainers that do one-on-ones um, -on as well. It's mm -hmm. not our main niche. Our bread and butter, like you, we were stating, is the classes. That's what keeps the roof over our head. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're here to help out, you know, the trainers as well. Make some extra, help someone out on a more personal level, get a little more detailed with your training. And that's the, you know, that's what PT is all about. One -on -one. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. So when you say 
competition are you talking about like fitness competitions are you talking about uh like powerlifting what are you talking about as far as more more, um, um, competition stage so for example we have bikini competitors we have Mm -hmm. people that compete in wellness um i uh we prepared someone to do bodybuilding back in the summer um so yeah we have people who uh, compete in muscle contests which is a local um, organization here in california um so we do we do that too and uh, it's a lot of fun it's uh very tough um we actually have a class set aside for that we call it advanced training uh and we offer that twice a day so 10 a.m and 7 p.m only because of the size of our facility for now um so we have our standard class which is strength training circuit and then we have our advanced training which is more bodybuilding so mm-hmm. for example um we have people in there who want to compete or training or who, who are those who want to train like they're going to compete but don't want to step on stage right. so we always set goals for them we do check-ins uh monthly mm-hmm. if they're going to compete we do check-ins weekly mm-hmm. um, and then i try to set goals for them that way they uh reach uh, you know a certain goal and sometimes we'll we're going to host a photo shoot actually soon so that way you know it gets everyone in the mindset okay i gotta i gotta stick to my uh uh, nutrition uh, yeah. but that class specifically is not a circuit um, we do nothing but bodybuilding training so mm-hmm. on Mondays we do legs so I'll pair the guys up we'll do um, four to five sets of squats we'll do heavy progressive and then we'll do lower reps the girls too and it just also depends on if they're going to compete or not in what category so, right um, we have been trained and we have enough experience here to be able to tell uh, what girls, you know, um, are going to need a little more volume versus mm-hmm. some girls who need a, a little more heavier weight and certain parts of the body. So that's another thing that we offer here is that advanced training. And we awesome. have a good amount of people here doing it. And uh, we have people who are going to compete this upcoming um, um, winter, spring. Exciting. I came from that world. I used to compete in uh, bikini. Really? So, How many competitions did you do? What's that? How many competitions have you done? Ten. Wow. I went to- pro in 2017. You went pro in 2017? Okay. Yes. <laughs> awesome. All right. So you already know this world. Yeah, I am. That's why I asked because I, I love that world. I'm I'm over it now. I mean, I don't want to do any more shows now, but I, I love, you know, the mindset behind it. And it takes a very specific type of person to be able to Put yourself through the training and the dieting and you know it's very it's very mental i think um oh, yeah mental mental aspect of it is huge you'd be very surprised um especially um actually guys or or women you know it just depends well i have an athlete right now who's gonna try to do nationals in miami this upcoming december mm-hmm. so in hopes that she gets a pro card in the wellness division so yeah that. and then uh we have people competing in february march and april so it's looking forward to that. Our rec- our last competition was uh, to September. So between the holidays, we had some people that were going to compete, but they had vacations in the way. So I'm like, you know what? You already competed and prepped all summer. Just enjoy it. Enjoy your vacation because mm-hmm. you deserve it. And then we'll compete in March. You know. Yeah. So to, um, you know, we got to be realistic too. Um, right. Uh, yeah, of course. Fun, though. It is fun. It is very hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a different mindset. It, but it's very doable. You know, anyone could do it. But there's mm-hmm. obviously certain phases. If someone walked in the door right now and knew nothing about fitness and they say want to compete, okay, well, step one is uh, let's just, you know, get you started in the classes. Exactly. Step two is, um, okay, uh, we have certified nutritionists 
and we utilize that. So, okay, let's get your nutrition on, uh, on board. Mm -hmm. um, get that intact and then your cardio regimen. And then we go from there. And then we have programs here that we have a program here called the 60 day program. And that to me is like a Kickstarter. So if you can do that and stay accountable, because it's a lot of accountability that we involve. Yeah. Um, anyone who joins that 60 day program and the success is there, then, then we could talk about if there's interest, the advanced training. So the advanced training that we have here, I would say is mainly by invite only, or if people are interested, then we'll talk about it. I don't want to put anyone in advanced training if I don't think um, they know the basics of training. Um, because right. it is advanced and that's also to prevent those who are in advanced training um you know to slow anyone down you know what i mean uh, we yeah, have to know the absolute basics and also to prevent injury so um it's right. a different class that we offer and um it's a good class and that's usually our competition team so, awesome love that it's the the next level yeah the next level <laughs> all right cool so as far as your membership base goes over all over the, across the different programs that you're offering how many clients are you currently serving so currently right now we have 150 okay uh, and you know what it could be season change it could be holidays too i mean i, I don't that's not including the freezes we have people who are frozen so we're not counting them as current members mm -hmm. uh, so currently right now we have roughly 150 um and that's just through the holidays. So I don't know, as being a business owner, you learn throughout the years on what to do in these occasions. Yeah. So we are running specials right now, 30-day um, specials um, to get people in, past, past members and new members as a holiday gift. So, you know, it's a gift that keeps on giving, right? You know, you can't- <laughs> Absolutely. Health and fitness. So uh, during this holiday season where people are, going on vacation for a little bit, seeing family traveling, uh, putting everything on hold, we had to come up with ways to, um, you know, uh, entice people or, or, hey, you know, stay accountable. You know, it's the holidays, yeah, yeah. but you don't want to feel awful come January. Right. You're like, oh man, I did all this, I ate too much, and, uh, you know, it's a good way to be accountable, so we have our 30-day 30 30 pass, and we have an accountability program that we've been promoting. Um, for these next couple of months so that people can stay accountable. Yes, absolutely. Get ahead of their new year's resolutions. Of course. All right. So how are you getting that out there and how are you drawing attention from potential clients? Are you doing online um, paid advertising through Facebook, Instagram, Google, or are you just posting to your social media? Is it more word of mouth? How does that work? Well, I'll say this. Um, we've been open for three and a half years and thus far we've gone um, you know, this far uh, by word of mouth and pretty much the foundation that we've built here in the city. Um, but we're at the point where, okay, we need a marketing system and a sales system intact, mm -hmm. and uh, we need to start paying for advertisement. So sometimes right. we've uh, have someone helping us in the sales department and, and someone who's going to help us in more of the marketing, more professional, um, mm -hmm. and help us put ads together and display it. Only thing is that, um, you know, I have two other partners and we all have, we're all good at different things. I have a partner who does all the financials. And that's already a heavy load in itself. Mm -hmm. I have a partner, he's a, more of a utility guy, but he's very good at admin work. He does the training as well. 
um, and pretty much the front desk uh, sales associate department, he does that, fixtures. Um, and then myself, I do the competitive side, the nutrition, and um, I run the apparel too. And sometimes it's hard, like when we're doing all these things and we can't really go on social media. But up yeah. until this point, we've been doing a lot of free marketing on social media. So Instagram, um, Facebook, and uh, in the community, we've gone pretty far, this far, um, just on free marketing. Uh, but now we're going to do a little more grassroots. Uh, we want to do some paid ads. Mm -hmm. And so we're working on that now and be a little more better prepared for the new year. Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of what takes things to the next level. You know, a lot of times. For the, the next level. Yeah, 100%. The uh, organic marketing and advertising, you know, word of mouth referrals, things of that nature tend to build a really good solid foundation for the business because those are people that really want to be there, you know, and they really help you to develop a really good, strong community base. And then once you get there, it's like, okay, now it's time to take it to that next level and bring more people in and add more of the right people to that community to really grow things. So I know you mentioned before something about opening another location potentially. Is that something that you're working toward? Right. So we've been working now. So let me tell you this. COVID <laughs> has been a very hard thing on everyone, right? Yes. Especially in the gym world. So yes. we're in California and it's, it gets pretty restricted over here. Yeah. Um, we have been trying to... Um, get a bigger location within the area and it's been uh, quite a task because uh, we've had opportunities and um, it didn't some of them didn't go our route and only because you know I think what was it maybe six months ago the news said COVID's on the rise again and so I think that maybe put a little bit of fear in some of the potential places that we're going to go into that the fear yeah. that we're going to close down yes so I get it so you know it's, it's kind of tough you know our realtors are very good mm -hmm. and um but, you know, that's kind of the reality that we're facing right now. But our facility right now is, is, is good, is perfect the way it is. We would just like something bigger. And upon that, yeah, of course, um, we want to um, open more and potentially franchise. So mm -hmm. just like we were talking about earlier about the foundation that we built here, um, off word of mouth and free social media, we built that. And now it's time to, um, you know, bring in more people and let people know, hey, we're here. You know, because mm -hmm. when we think about it, you got to think, okay, do the people across the street know we're here? You know, the local business yeah. we're here. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we only know the people that we know follow us on Instagram and then their word of mouth. And then it only goes so far. So exactly. we want more people to um, see that we're here and uh, we're part of the community and come work out. And I'm right. sure you will love it because culture is everything. And I think we have a very good culture here. So the sure. only way to find out is for you guys to come experience it. So, exactly. Um, but yes, that is part of the plan is to uh, replicate, duplicate many of these Conquer Fitness gyms. Um, I think we're a little different than most. And I think that will um, uh, be good to have more. And we want to grow. So mm -hmm. that's ultimately the goal. And then we want our facility now to be the mecca of all Conquer Fitnesses in the future and be a lot bigger. Definitely. I love that. So. I've heard from quite a few gym owners who are at this point either looking for a larger space or looking 
to move locations, you know, whatever it might be. And they are running into similar situations with you with the landlords not necessarily wanting to rent to gym owners right now. Um, because like you said, I think they're nervous because let's be real. I mean, over 30% of gyms have closed over the last year, year and a half or so. So it seems to be a theme. Landlords are a little bit, uh, being a little bit shy about renting to gym owners, I think, across the board. So you're not alone there. Yeah, that's the only tough part. But you know what? We're just lucky to be open where we're at now. 100%, yes. Right now is working with us very good. And so, um, you know, we just need to maximize on the facility that we're at. You know, to me, it's like, okay, you can have a 2,000, 3,000 square foot gym, but um, make the most of it. Reach Mm -hmm. capacity. And at that point, um, then you can... um, get even bigger we're just a little eager to go bigger but we have room to fill here and we're working on doing that yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely all right so one question that I always love to ask every single gym owner that I speak with is if you could snap your fingers and improve one thing in your business right now today what would that be and why oh that's a tough question it is (laughs) I can improve I mean there's always room for improvement Mm-hmm. I want to get a little philosoph- uh, um, you know, be philosophical. A yeah, philosophical. <laughs> uh, there's always room for improvement, mm-hmm. and that's like a day-to-day basis. So, what's the one thing I would like to improve here? Um, I mean, we're always trying to make our culture better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think culture is everything. Why do people wake up in the morning and want to come to the gym? Well, because they like being here. You know, they love being here. Um, and our culture is very good, but there's always growth for it. Um, I would say um, just structuring our um, sales and marketing. You know, if I'm talking business standpoint, right? Yeah, that's that's what we need to um, work on the most: mm-hmm. uh, sales and um, and the marketing and getting the word out there that who we are and getting creative with it. You know, I don't want to just throw an ad out there that says, "Hey, join us, free yeah. free day." Right. I wanted to spark interest and and relate to the people and I got to put myself in their shoes what would I like to see mm-hmm. or what would make me want to come to this gym as opposed to the other you know right. different from them um, yeah. so all these questions are you know creative um, but sure. I would say the the thing we need to improve the most uh, from a business standpoint is uh, sales and marketing because we already reached that cap our foundation is there and mm-hmm. um, I have to admit we're a little stagnant right now um so, but we want to grow. Every year we've grown about 20, 30% based on our financials and our taxes. So it's good. Even good, yeah. Um, but, you know, and it's not about uh, being money hungry, but, you know, we want to, we obviously have goals here. Mm-hmm. And um, that I would say that's the one thing that we need to, we are currently working on right now. Right. Yeah, obviously, the more revenue that you generate, the more you can invest back into the facility as well you know exactly. so we always invest back in the facility i mean three years i mean if i could show you videos and pictures of when we first got it we actually bought out a current uh boot camp at this place and from then to now oh we have a lot of machines here uh we've got turf um we display our photos of everyone who competes on the wall mm-hmm. so we call it the wall of fame so if you compete <laughs> with us you get a photo printed out uh on a three by four and it gets put on the on the wall you know, so it's a little more uh, motivation there. Um, yeah. You know, we uh, buy whatever we can. And if we can get bonuses, then we will. You mm-hmm. know, we want to make sure that the team is just as happy as we are. Definitely. I love that. So 
real quick, I wanted to touch on, you said um, like improving, improving marketing, improving sales. So is there a process that you have in place for sales or We're in the process of it? So we have someone consulting with us and um, we are getting help on sales techniques mm-hmm. on um, calls on text messages, um, what's in right now, how do people respond? Do they respond more from emails or text? Um, Do they respond from phone calls? Um, So right now we're in the learning phase and the process of transitioning from zero sales. I mean, we sold obviously um, without any kind of um, training, but now we're being trained on it. So we are currently mm-hmm. in the process of that, and we're currently in the process of improving our marketing. So we have uh, someone who is um, going to come up with the marketing plan for us, and uh, we're going to try to go by it. And our salesperson is going to help us with the marketer on how much we should put into um, paid ads mm-hmm. and to see what our return would be. Right. The more eyes that people see, um, the more that people see of our ads, the better. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. And that's what's nice too about paid advertising is that you can track it, you know, so it comes to a point where over time you can learn, okay, if I spend X amount on ads this month, I can expect to see X amount of new members. And that's what's great about the paid advertising as opposed to the organic stuff. Obviously the organic stuff is great, super helpful, but you can't really track it. You know, it's not really predictable. So when you get into the paid advertising, really targeting properly, tracking those things, it becomes easier to track. And then it allows you to have more control over the growth of the business, which is fantastic, obviously. So Lots yeah, of uh, get to that point. Um, we're still going to do free and organic marketing because yes, of course, marketing the better. But yeah, so we're at the phase right now where we want to prepare for January. Um, so we want to get our sales up to par. We want to get our uh, front desk associates up to par, our sales up to par. If we can't do it, then our front desk can't do it. So we're learning to do it first. Yes. Um, in order for them to do it, because. Even though we are the owners here, that doesn't mean anything. We uh, we still train classes. Um, if I mm-hmm. need to fill in, I'll fill in. You know, right. we're a team here. We're not, you know, um, just going to delegate, you know, the whole time. If I need to do something because, you know, and that's another thing about being an owner is that sometimes people call off or sometimes people get sick. And even if we do have enough staff, some people can't do it because um, of whatever reason we have to fill in. So we have to know everything. Right. Yeah, exactly. You always have to be prepared because you never know what's going to happen, right? And I think people have really, really learned that lesson over the last year or year and a half or so. So always be prepared. You know, you never know what's coming down the line. (laughs) All right, cool. So as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? Social media. Okay, so um, you can follow us on Instagram, conquer underscore fitness underscore CH, which stands for Chino Hills. Um, you can follow myself at conquer underscore Chris, C-H-R-I-S. Uh, we do a lot of Instagram, but we are on Facebook too. Facebook is just called Conquer Fitness. Our logo is a phoenix, you know, because we want to rise from the ashes. So that's kind of a motto. Um, so uh, Facebook and Instagram, and I think we have a TikTok too. Our TikTok is Conquer Fitness 365. 
Yeah, so if you're a TikToker and you want to see our um, wild workouts, you can definitely follow us there. Awesome. Yeah, that's the the latest and greatest as far as advertising goes, TikTok. That's website too. Uh, website is conquerfitness365.com. Cool. All righty. Conquer Fitness in Chino Hills, California. Thank you so much for joining us today, Chris. It's been awesome having you on the show. Appreciate it, Brianna. Thank you very much. Of course. And to all of the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you will be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, make sure you keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show is Melissa Whitmer of Crush NTX Fitness out of Wichita Falls, Texas. Melissa, what's going on? How are you today? I'm well. That was a lot of that was a mouthful. Yeah, there's a there's a number of letters and, and things, potential pitfalls there to stumble over. You guys really did, did a job well. naming this thing. Yes. Well, which anyway, still falls in itself. Crush is the reason that we're here, but I want to establish a little bit of a frame and figure out kind of how we got here in the first place. So Melissa, when when the idea was kicking around your head, I'm gonna open a gym. When did this all come about? When did this idea sprout for you? Well, I think the start of the pandemic. Um, so around March, April of 2020, uh, I was working at Gold's Gym as a fitness manager. And my partner, Tara, who's not here today, but uh, she was also working at Gold's Gym as a manager. And um, we uh, got laid off like a lot of of Gold's Gyms at the time, our, our branch was closing. I think maybe we had been out of the gym for a month, so I'm, I wanna say in the April territory. And um, we thought about working for other gyms in our community, but nothing around us really fit our needs. Um, and it didn't have like the things we really love to do, like we could do a CrossFit box, which, cause we all like to train functionally, um, but that was just one thing. And then, you know, we were all personal trainers, a lot of the group that came with us. And so we couldn't have done that there. And then some of the gyms that did offer personal training, it was just, a, it just had a very different feel. And so, um, crazy, two crazy girls and an idea, we thought, let's try this thing. Let's try to open a facility that we would want to train at. Yeah. So that was how it all came about. And here we are. Right? And here we are. And and so a fairly common story. A lot of the time I hear when people decide to open a gym, decide to to hop first into the ownership role, it's because they had been in some other aspect of the fitness industry and didn't quite like one or two or more things about it and figured 
I can do this a little bit better. There's got to be other people like me wanting for a different service. And so you guys open this up, right? Yes, Here sir. we are, November of 2020, opening up a gym. Talk to us about how the last 18 months have been for you. Oh my goodness. Um, well, it hasn't been 18 yet, but since the start, since the inception, we opened November 18th of 2020. Um, so we're a little over a year right now. Um, it, it, we knew it was going to be tough, right? Because, you know, while we were building this, gyms weren't even allowed to be open. So that was like a big, uh, a big gamble. Uh, and so we kind of, we knew we had a clientele uh, that we're kind of waiting for us to do this. We started with like some outdoor workouts. Um, we, we then, you know, I mean, it was just so much work to be honest, building the business, the business plan. Um, there was just so much that we were just so happy to be able to work out again in a space. Uh, we, it's, it's going well. There are just some of the peaks with like Delta and Omicron mm. have kind of thrown a wrench in things. Um, where people are a little more nervous to get out and be yeah. in the group setting. Um, we live in a really conservative enclave of Texas. And so there's a lot of really like fight the power. We don't want to wear masks. We don't want to get vaccinated. There's a lot of that uh, around. So I think that our situation, because of that mentality, maybe was a little bit less harsh than somewhere in the north or you know, yep. more, uh, more liberal areas. Um, so despite how wrong I feel that viewpoint is, um, it, it didn't hurt us as bad. So we have been continually growing. Um, it's, we always say brick by brick, if that, uh, you know. That's, that applies to starting a new business in any venture, not just yours, right? Yes. Um, you know, we have a good team that we had from gold. So that was very fortunate. I don't know how to start, wouldn't even begin to know how to start something from the ground up with, without how much support we had. So that was kind of a blessing. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's going well. Um, we beat our projections last year. So that was, that was wonderful. Um, you know, it could always be easier. We did have some ebbs and flow. The summer with Delta was hard. You know, when your whole clientele, everybody's getting sick. I think Omicron was worse, honestly, as far as spreadability. I, I don't think I've known anybody. January, everyone I knew in my life was sick. It was crazy. Um, but, you know, just getting people back in the swing has been really crucial for us to try to, like, personal training is where we find the most adherence because you've got somebody checking on you constantly, you know. Um, yeah. That's a good opportunity for us to kind of park and explore the business model overall, right? We've got a couple of different aspects to the business. We've got this sort of general membership where people are coming and going, doing their own workouts, but you guys layer on some additional available services for people. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what those extra things are that people can subscribe to? Well, we have new, we have uh, personal training and nutrition coaching, and then we have course group fitness classes, but we have different styles. We, we utilize Les Mills programming. I've been a Les Mills instructor, um, you know, the body classes, body pump, body combat. Um, we have the trip, we have core, we have, um, we have uh, body flow. Um, and so we utilize those classes. So we have a, a studio type membership 
which is a cut above basic access, which means you can do all of our classes. And we have a virtual system. So you can like technically right now, there's no live classes. It's 1.22 PM here. You could go into the studio and do any Les Mills class on the virtual system. It's like being in a movie theater. So you could okay. do classes. Yeah, that was kind of our one of our solutions for COVID to kind of spread people out. But if you missed your workout class, you could come at any time. And so that's kind of a cut above your, just your basic access. Then we offer um, personal training and nutrition coaching. And it kind of just depends on your frequency that you'd like to train. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's kind of what we offer. We're rolling out a 24-hour um tech tier membership which is cool so like if you want to work out 24 hours you can you just pay an annual fee to do so and then you get access. I see. Yeah. okay so a number of different things available for people and it really depends on what i'm trying to accomplish right you mentioned basic access you mentioned a membership with group classes in virtual things built in nutrition coaching personal training and soon to be a 24-hour component to this there's a lot going on we also offer challenges uh, periodically. We've done three. Um, that's just like a little more tailored, maybe not for our personal training clients, but like uh, group fitness, or it was more like for the holidays, it was like a hold the holidays style where we did, you know, you just stayed with your exercise program. Cause that's what we kind of find during that time is hard. People have trouble. So it was kind of like an accountability system. So it was like an extra tier, you get a t-shirt, you know, and then you, you check in, which helps us on social media and you, um, you know, you kind of keep your exercise. You, yeah. So motivated. some internal challenges. Yes. Um, yeah. And we do, well. we're doing, we're rolling and we're in a nutrition challenge right now. So that's more, that's kind of like a taste of what nutrition, our nutrition coaching looks like. Understood. Again, you get a t-shirt, you check in, you know. Yep. And so, so a lot of different things. with all of these things in mind, how many members do we have in total? That's a hard question because our system doesn't count it. So I'd have to manually do that. But quite a few. We have 495 contacts since we opened. Um, and so we have some people that aren't necessarily on a monthly. We have people that just pay packages or challenges or group fitness style class. If you just want to package of classes because you can't come very often, but you want to drop in, we do all of that. Okay. Let me, let me ask it in a different way, I guess. Is there a number in your head, hey, we think we could handle... X amount of members in total? I, I think that we've talked about that a lot. I think that number is about 500. Okay. To me, to, for what we have, I mean, as far as our class capacity and our, I mean, we do have a 7,700 square foot facility um, and, and also maintaining those clients because we want to make sure we're touching base with our clients and we're offering, you know, as, as there's about three of us that work constantly. And so I think that that number to get the uh, specialized services would be about 500. Yeah. And what about things like nutrition coaching and personal training? A lot of the time, the beauty of this type of model is that you can almost outpace revenue in terms of general membership. You can do even more than that with things like PT and nutrition coaching because it's so specialized and probably a higher ticket. Do you have room to grow those things as well? We do. We do. We have, uh, nutrition is harder. We have, like I said, we have about, uh, 12 PTs and, um, it, there's only about three nutrition coaches amongst mm. the 12, but we can offer, um, we can all as 
as personal trainers, of course, offer, you know, guide like help as far as looking at your food journal, you know, I do those things, but as far as like delving into the coaching aspect, um, that's a separate certification. And so we could, you know, technically, uh, promote some people for that and then grow that way, which is what we'd have to do. I think. Yeah. But, I mean, so, we do have, some, we do have some nutrition openings right now. So there are yeah. definitely a place to grow. Different ways to play with capacity and, and potential sure. for opportunity at least. And, and so Melissa, talk to us a little bit about how we get people in the doors in the first place. What is, what is marketing for you guys and how are you driving attention so that people know that this business exists and then reach out Joe. about joining? Joe, am I frozen or are you frozen? We still got you here. Can you hear me? <laughs> Hello. Oh, you're back. Did I do that or did you do that? (laughs) I believe my internet's okay. I think we lost you for a moment, but uh, let's, let's roll with it. Um, I remember the question you asked if you want, how do we get members through the door? Yeah. What what does marketing consist of for you? So we have a social media person that's just devoted to our social, you know, and, and our whole goal when we started, this was education because our community is um, not the healthiest. So we live in Texas, of course, and our community has some, um, we can, we have some room for some improvement. And so our goal is to use our social media as like education on exercise, nutrition, movement. We have, we've start we have a movement uh, library that we've built on YouTube. And so, um, getting people through the doors, of course, social media and really big in our area, which is probably going to sound crazy to you, um, is word of mouth. That is like the number one. That's how everybody does everything in small town, Texas. So, um, that's really been working in our favor. We have a lot of really loud and vocal members that love it here. And, um, and if they see somebody getting results, then five other people come through the door. Yeah. And, and fitness itself lends it really well to the idea of referral-based, word-of-mouth type strategies, just because, I mean, these are free leads, typically a pretty high-quality client. They know who we are, they like us, and they trust us, and it, it makes for an easy sales process. The, the downside is just that we don't have a ton of control, right? We may yeah. get 10, 20 referrals one month. We may get two or none the next month, and so you mentioned utilizing social media and really leveraging that side of things. Has that been organic for you? Have you ventured into the paid side or some combination of both? We do some combination of both. Um, We tried to do a lot organically, but we had to, um, we had to go into, uh, you know, boosting and then we felt like we got throttled at one point. Um, Facebook is an interesting animal as well as, you know, Instagram, uh, we're not really very relevant on Twitter. Uh, I, that's not really where our market is. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting, it's been an interesting study. I thought I understood social media, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so we pay somebody that has a degree to manage that. She does a wonderful job. Is that internally or is that outsourced through a third party? It's outsourced th- through a third party. Okay. And so fairly good results once we were able to turn that to the outside. What does that look well, like? We, in- we hired a marketing company. Okay. And they did a great job uh, when we opened. 
Um, but it was a lot. It was a lot of, of money and it was very, they're a very established marketing company. And so um, then we decided we can do this ourselves. And, uh, and then that went horribly wrong. And then we hired a person who did marketing for like churches. And we found that hiring somebody that um, understands the business is crucial for us. And yeah. that is a, is a key point. Um, when you hire somebody that just understands marketing, you know, and it, it which is, which is fine. Um, but you get posts that are, um, sometimes incorrect. Like I would be going through postings and I'd be like, okay, that's not right. Um, see, I have right now a former group fitness instructor who is doing the marketing and she loves fitness. And yeah, so she, that's she, important. She, I, I have found that it is, um, a, we, we had someone at first that would like to post things like, okay, Super Bowl Sunday, here's an example, Super Bowl Sunday, um, come get in the gym before you eat all the yummy treats, and, like, that's just not our, like, we don't reward ourselves with exercise for food, like, that's not what we want to put out there, and so it was kind of like that old school mentality that you fight with somebody that doesn't really understand where fitness is gone, yeah. you know, and it's like, no, we work out to feel good, we yeah. don't work out so we can go eat something for the Super Bowl, you know, well, that's, so, that's the difference between hiring a marketing agency and someone who knows the fitness industry and marketing, because there's a, there's a vast difference. And so for you guys, I mean, the ultimate scoreboard of all of this is the number of new signups in a month, right? We're not just marketing to get the word out. We're marketing to get an ROI, to get people right. in through the doors. What does an average month of signups look like for you guys? How many new people join? I think like five to 10. Um, and that's, you know, considering cancellations too, you know, cause those always. Yeah. So net, po net positive five mm -hmm. or 10. Right. Yeah. I mean, like I said, growing month over month. Um, but again, we're using that brick by brick mentality because when you get a cattle call through the door, it's hard to, I like to do fitness assessments for everybody that walks in here. I mean, that's an opportunity to get FaceTime with somebody to, um, you know, potentially sell personal training. You know, that's the goal with somebody brand new walking in the door. They're not going to know what to do. And so personal training is always, in my opinion, the place to start because it's safe. It's effective. You know, you get to learn along the way, um, get to your goals faster. And so um, when we have a lot of signups, I like to, um, I like to get in front of them. And I like to do a fitness assessment and then I like to show them where they need to, where they should go. You know, if they have some experience with fitness and they're already, you know, doing movements and moving well, you know, I'll filter them into classes for some extra motivation, you know, some community feel. Um, yeah. Somebody that's just, you know, hasn't moved in 20 years, has some injuries. I'm always going to put that person with personal training. But if you get enough people through the door, I also train and I also teach classes. So I have to devote, I have to have that time that I can be with those new members. And Yeah, that was going to be my next question because that's yeah. a really important point is like we get these leads in, they're interested in joining the gym. Who handles that process of taking a lead from lead to paying member and then essentially ascending or upselling to 
group training or personal training from there is that's that's to you that's the well yes and i have the chara and Lindsay, our assistant manager does the we're the best three at that because that's how we're trained to do it but we do have two interns now from the local college um and that's free you know they're they they're doing this for school they're amazing and they they are extra as phys and kinesis you know, um, majors. And so they want to learn, this is what they love. And so that I'm training them to do fitness assessments and to essentially like filter where those people need to go. But I'm also a bit of a control freak. So I like to know. (laughs) That's one thing that really is prevalent in the fitness industry is that gym owners want to have their hands in everything. They want to have control over all processes happening under the same roof. And a lot of the time we find that that can be just as much a bottleneck as it is a motivator, right? Oh yeah. I mean, if I'm out of town, I have to depend on somebody else to do it. And like I said, I've got Tara and Lindsay and we, we can usually pretty much handle it. And that's kind of our mentality is like, we build a good foundation and then we educate the community and we, um, and we serve every single one of our members. So they feel like they are, you know, they are listened to, they're in the right, they're going in the right direction. They're not just coming through the door and walking on a treadmill for 10 minutes and being like, I don't know what this stuff is. And then walking out. That's yeah. what we don't want. Yeah. And it also, gonna... I mean, it, it calls into play the idea of like what you just said, if you're out of town, if you decide to take a vacation, it puts pressure on those other people. And so talk us through kind of your idea as you move forward, as the business matures and grows, how will that look? Will you guys elevate more into sort of management CEO type positions and and give up some of the training time? I believe so. I believe that once I feel comfortable with who we have, you know, in the gym, like I have a certain level of comfort with Tara and I have a certain level of comfort with Lindsay. I know we're all going to say the same things. You know, we're all, we all know where everyone needs to go. But I think that um, at some point we are, we need to train um, maybe personal trainers to do the same thing that we do. It's hard to find good help. That's a, um, yeah. and, and it's also, you know, let's be honest, no one cares about your business as much as you care. It's like your baby. It's a baby, but it's, I mean, your emergency is not someone else's emergency, you know what I mean? And so, um, so, you know, even though personal trainers, that's how they make their income, it's still hard for them to understand the sales aspect of what we do is crucial. And people don't think that this is a sales job. This is a hundred percent a sales job. I mean, are we selling something beneficial? I'm not selling you debt. I'm selling you something that's going to help your body and your health and your long-term longevity, but you know, it's still sales. So, you know, you have to kind of treat it like that. And that's hard. I think for some people, it's very hard asking for package re-signs is hard for personal trainers. So we kind of try to go and, and um, we set aside time every week for our personal trainers to like meet with us one-on-one, like talk it through, like, who do you have, you know, what, what are your leads? Who do you have, you know, coming up that needs to renew? And then like, we go over what that conversation looks like. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's gotta be the focus for you guys. There's only so many hours in the day. We can't grow this beyond ourselves if we're doing every aspect of it. And so development, staffing, all of these things come into play. And 
you and I could have that conversation for another four hours, <laughs> yeah. but we'll have to save that for, for a second interview. A now, second interview. Come back to as, me in a year. <laughs> yeah. As we approach the end of our time here and begin to wrap things up, Melissa, talk to us about the future, right? Paint me a picture of where this business is trending. What is your goal for this in the longer term? You know, I always thought, um, you know, it would be cool. A franchise would be cool because we have sort of a hybrid model. It's not really a typical with our virtual system. Um, but, you know, where we've evolved, and I always say ride the horse in the direction that it's going. And uh, personal training is the direction that it's going. So instead of maybe like a franchise, I see an online training um you know, that's where I feel like we, we need to go is on the online, on the virtual aspect. Um, that's a way, you know, we can um, grow without it having to be geographically stuck in our same community. Right. So I think that's where we are headed. And that's why we're building movement libraries and uh, working. Our nutrition is all virtual. So you know, you're welcome to come in and sit with us, but you can, we have clients in Houston and other places that we do uh, nutrition coaching with. So that is um, one area that I would like to expand. The so. next frontier. Right? Next frontier. And, you know, I'm a very uh, old school. I like my clients in front of me person. Um, I don't like Zoom meetings as much. <laughs> no offense. You're wonderful. Um but I do like, I do like that hands-on one-on-one because I like to get in your face and be like, okay, you know, talk to me about this week. And, um, and so that's going to have to, we're going to have to find a way to do that, but virtually. Yeah. You yeah. can't fight the tide, right? No, ride the horse week. in the direction that it's going. Ride the horse in the direction it's going. I like that. I'm going to steal that phrasing uh, now. Please. Before we entirely wrap up, I like the idea of focusing on the online side of this, where can people find out a little bit more about this business? Melissa, is there a website? We have is a website, CommissionTXFitness.com. We're active on Instagram and we're active on so, uh, Facebook. Like I said, we don't have too much of a Twitter following. I'm, I don't know how I feel, but I hate Twitter. Um, maybe somebody can come in and show me how it benefits us, but for now, it's, it's not pictures. great for commercial purposes. I don't think so either. I don't have a lot of like inflammatory opinions I want to throw out. <laughs> that seems to be what Twitter is. Um, but that's where you can find us. That we have a, a website in our um, our Facebook and our Instagram account. Perfect. Melissa, this has been a bunch of fun and I, I appreciate the chance to to dig through business owners' mindsets and see what really makes them tick and why they do what they do. Like I said, we'll have to get you back on here in a year and, and see where the world takes you and how this business is shaping up. How does that sound? That sounds amazing. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you for doing it. Thank you for, or thank you for joining us. Excuse <laughs> me. To everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model and how it fits in the fitness industry. Click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. 
Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Welcome to the Gym Lords podcast, where we talk to gym owners who are in the trenches doing work, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, owner of Be Fit in Chico, California, Sarah Beecham. How are you today? I'm doing great, Dominic. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being on. I'm super excited. Um, <laughs> this is going to be a, a fun time. I think we're going to have some cool conversations, but let's uh, not waste any time. Dive into it. Tell me what Be Fit is all about. Um, I started BeFit uh, way back in March 2015, you know, in the small little 300 square foot garage that my husband transformed for me so I could help clients uh, essentially be fit, be strong, be healthy. That's our, that's our motto. And uh, in the end of that year, I outgrew it. And so we found a commercial space. And at the beginning of 2016, I opened that. We've been there ever since. We um, specialize in, you know, the one-on-one personal training small group personal training, small classes, um, functional training, strength and conditioning kind of thing. Awesome. So you you had a quicker exit from uh, the garage phase than a lot of people do. And I want to um, timeline us. We talked a little bit off air. Your undergrad was in entrepreneurship. So what was the timeline for that? And how did it follow along the progression of the business? Yeah, when my husband and I first got married, we, um, he got a job that relocated us and we both thought it'd be a good idea for me to get like a real job and, and try a gym since I was already certified. So I went into a corporate gym in this new location in central California, um, got a job as a fitness manager, uh, learned a lot, hated every second of it. Um, and he just kind of looked at me and said, you know, why don't you go finish your bachelor's? So at the end of that first year living away from my family, um, I enrolled in an online university and in business and entrepreneurship. So I did it part-time while I was working full-time and he eventually looked at me. He's like, you got to go home. You got to go back to your family. And so I went back to my family, uh, working on my job, uh, on my bachelor's and um, open be fit in my little garage. And while I was working on growing the business, I was, you know, working on my bachelor's and what I was able to do was take that bachelor's degree and everything I was learning and immediately implement it into the business. So everything was applicable right then and there from marketing plans to, um, projections to financial statements, the whole thing. So I learned a lot in the, in the mix of it. So it was hands-on. So it took me like two and a half years to, to finish it part-time. Mm-hmm. Very cool. There's something that we've seen. And part of the reason why the podcast exists is we get so many people in the fitness industry who are just super passionate about helping people, great trainers, um, have, you know, maybe even like coaching managers, things like that, but don't necessarily, necessarily come into it from a background that 
um, had a business basis or specifically entrepreneurship. And there's, there's so much trial and error slash trial by fire that happens and having any type of education. I mean, real world experience is always going to be the most valuable, but seeing those things, you know, like, oh, this looks good on paper. This is how I can apply it to the business and be able to iterate as you go certainly had to give you or feel like it gave you a leg up on the on the whole process. Oh, for sure. And you see that a lot where personal trainers are working in the big gyms and they're like, oh, I can go do this and make all the money myself instead of giving a cut to the gym. But they don't realize that there are a lot of operational things that go on behind the scenes, uh, everything from just paying the rent and keeping the lights on to HR stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that you said was you've been in the same brick and mortar location now since you moved out of the garage. It's been one stop for you since 2016? Yeah, the beginning of 2016, we opened our doors at the commercial location um, and we've been there ever since, six years. Awesome. So my biggest question for people when they choose their first brick and mortar or, or sometimes as it progresses, but first one is, is important. How did you decide? Was it based on what was available? Was it based on what your long-term concept was for the business? How did you settle? I, I shouldn't say settle. How did you choose the location that you did? Uh, that's a really great question. It takes a lot of research, market research. You know, here in Chico, it's a um, little town about 100,000. And there's approximately, at least at the time when I did the market research, there was over 53 gyms in, in this small little area. Um, of course, there are all kinds, CrossFit, small group, big box. Um, and I knew what area had the fewer, fewest gyms in. So I, I approached it that way. Um, I had special, um, you know, boxes that needed to be checked. Um, I needed a roll up door and I liked the warehouse feel. Um, I needed to have a little space for cardio equipment. Um, I needed high ceilings, you know, things like that. Um, I also looked at the egress and ingress and, and the drive by traffic. So you did some real hardcore market research and planning before you hopped into this thing. It wasn't just, this is what's available. It wasn't, hey, I need it. You know, the town was kicking me out of my garage. This was, again, tying back into, I'm going to guess to some degree, the educational background of like, if you're going to plant your, yourself somewhere in a, in a uh, brick and mortar location with a lease, you got to know what the pros and cons are going to be out of any space that you choose. And I'm sure if you had a magic wand, there might've been one or two tweaks that you might've wanted that, that could have been different, but for you to have been there for the last, you know, six years now and not having had to move, you had to do a pretty good job in picking. So kudos to you yeah. for that. Thanks. Um, I will add that I did, um, I did engage a, a real estate agent to help me find it because there's mm -hmm. some things that, that, were available that I didn't know about and and using a professional in that area takes it off of me. I know what I need and I tell her what I need and she goes and finds it for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess the, the same would apply when you're trying to find a place to live. It's you're my criteria. You're the professional and generally speaking, you know, that it costs you little to nothing as the consumer to make that happen. So, you know, why why go outside of the the scope of what you can do? That's like you know, trying, trying to do arthroscopic surgery when, you know, you just have a, a degree in kinesiology. It doesn't, doesn't really go. So, all right, cool. So you, you got into that spot and you've been there for the last six years or so. 
Um, your model right now is small group personal training and some one-on-one -on -one personal training. Has it always been that way? Have you gone through any other variations and, and tried different training methodologies? Uh, yeah, I would say um, once or twice a year, we usually run like a special class. Like um, just recently, we had a special cardio hit class. It was, uh, you know, short term, kind of like when the boot camp um, craze was going, everybody wanted to do boot camp. So we kind of take that model, do like a six week short term class. It's a great way to bring in new clients or for clients to add another couple days a week if they're looking for extra. Um, and that is really great to drive new traffic into the gym. Awesome. Awesome. So you have a little bit of things that you sprinkle in there in between really, you know, staying with that, you say that the main offering that you have there. So it's been the thing that's worked for you. It's been the flavor of training that has kept you going this long. Was there a specific restriction or specific goal that you had when you chose that rather than going into large group training or strictly personal training uh how much of it was business model operational capacity the type of training you wanted to do how did you how did you come to that thing that you've stuck with so strongly for that long yeah that's a that's a lot to unpack there's a lot of <laughs> questions in there um i would say um we stuck with that model because um i'm i'm ace personal um a certified personal trainer so i um, i appreciate the small groups and the opportunity as a personal trainer that i can offer to clients in small groups there is a uh, a bit of a niche there and with the market research i found that that was definitely something that this area could offer and so we continue to offer it because the clients that come to me and to be fit want that little extra attention. They don't want to get lost in the big gym. And the reason they come to be fit is they don't want the big mirrors lining the walls. They don't need the, the big machines that are intimidating. They want someone to guide them through a workout, make the modifications that um, they need, whether it's because of um, a prior injury or um, they're a little bit older. We work with a, a real... Um, we have a really large senior population that we work with. We work with athletes too, but they like that we can change the workout in the class for that person. Um, they just kind of, it worked. And so we stuck with it. We didn't try to force something that we weren't good at. There's something to be said for staying in your lane, doing doing what you enjoy. And you can't really deny that it it is a higher level of service than, you know, a kind of a, a basic big box gym, quote, personal training program or group classes. And I think there are, there's a lot of value in bigger group classes, but there's enough offerings in your area that, you know, that if that's for somebody, you can probably point them to a direction of three or four or 10 gyms that have that. But if someone's looking for that higher level of service and you know that that's your niche, then you'll welcome them in and never let them go, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We, um, yeah. Awesome. So I want to talk about how client journey looks for you and how uh, people flow through into the business uh, in a niche model where something where it's not just open access gym or not just big, you know, boot campy classes. It takes a little bit more targeting and it's a you know it's a different 
marketing avenue generally to get people into facilities like yours. And we all love our word of mouth and referral marketing. Those are great. And, you know, if you can build an entire business off that, that's fantastic. But usually it, it peters out at some point. So um, have you grown and existed solely on word of mouth and referrals or have you ever gotten into any paid marketing? Yeah, I've, I've dabbled in some paid marketing, which really, um, looking back and tracking it, it really didn't yield a whole ton. Um, however, um, some of the targeted marketing, very specific targets has been very fruitful for us. Um, uh, most of it, I would say, comes from relationships. We pride ourselves on knowing our clients and creating relationships with our clients, including on social. Um, we get a ton of word of, word of mouth, ton. Like I had to hire another trainer this week because I'm full. We are full and I needed to accommodate the friends of friends who are coming to us now. Perfect. And that segues right into the next thing I wanted to ask you about, which was staffing. So you still currently train clients in the facility, correct? Yes. And then you now have two other trainers beside yourself or three? I have two. So uh, there's three of us total. So yeah. myself and then um, both of these trainers um, came to me, came to work at BFIT because they're clients of mine. Um, again, that comes back to the relationships. I really believe in creating a good solid friendship and relationship with everyone and um some of them it was the, um it, it was a career change they thought they were going to military but ended up deciding not to at the last minute i said well have you ever thought of personal training as a career you have a knack for it and next thing you know two months later he works for me so he's certified and works for me um, and the other trainer who's coming to me um, was in political science you know working in an attorney's office and just didn't find that it you know, lit that fire anymore. So um, going back and getting her master's in nutrition, getting her certification and, um, you know, we're just, we're, we're just booming. It's awesome. Yeah. There's definitely something to be said for growing your team from within organically, you know, clients, they're the most convicted. They usually have gotten good results. They're familiar with the culture. They know all the people and you've gotten to see them for long enough way longer than you'd ever give a trial basis on a new employee that you hired from outside. And I think there can be some value in that, but just like referrals and word of mouth are our favorite customers, people that we can promote from within to be trainers, to be desk staff, sales, whatever the case may be. It's like, you've already had all the interactions with somebody you need. It's just at a certain point, you start exchanging a paycheck for some structured labor. So I really, I think it's cool that you've been able to do that. Um, and I, I think unless you're in a really niche, like a sports performance or, or something that really requires some highly specialized education, if you can get somebody who's got a good personality, who moves well, who you know is a good teachable person, um, they can go and get whatever certification you require. You can't teach culture you can't te teach fit. You can't teach any, you know, personality to people. So uh, I love that, that you're a great example of hiring within from within for that. So these two things, I think really probably are going to tie, tie well into your sales process. If you have a lot of word of mouth, you have a lot of referrals, your other trainers or people that are super bought in that are, you know, experienced people, 
is the onboarding process when somebody comes in and they're interested in BFIT, how much of it is a, a sales process in, you know, choreographed and structured versus people that already know, like, and trust you just coming in and saying, Hey, it's time for me to do something. What do you suggest? Um, again, really good question. Um, and I, I will credit the, the corporate gym that I worked with really helped fine tune a lot of my sales process. And, and again, I'm going to just bring it back to the relationships. If you have a good relationship with someone and they may not be a good fit, but I will always give them a free, free hour on me. I'll always like the first one's always on me because if it's not a good fit, um, I, I don't care that if you don't come to me, but if you go somewhere else and you love it, like you said, if you stick with getting fit and healthy, cool. I'm so happy for you. Just because you didn't come to me, that doesn't hurt my feelings. Doesn't come, you know, go go to somebody that you like. Get get fit, get healthy. Um, so we just have a conversation while we go through our consultation to just see what they're looking for and see if they're ready. You know, we we want someone who's gonna commit. Um, but we also want to be careful that they don't overcommit. I think that's something that personal trainers try to, and fitness managers try to oversell. Um, I don't want to take someone's money if they're not going to stick with it. I want to write a plan for them and get them onboarded in a way that they stick with it. And yeah, and it's just, it's just having a conversation over the consultation in the first couple of weeks and find out what they are. And then we can, we can steer them a better direction if we have something better for them. Got it. Got it. So it's really for you evident the more we talk it's not about it's not about a card swipe or a transaction or somebody that just is looking for a gym it's it's a consultation it's here we're a results driven facility we're going to commit to you we're going to build a relationship with you this is what it looks like to be part of our family are you in or are you not and then oh by the way it, it costs this much and it like they're basically sold on being part of the community that you have in the way that you achieve results. And then it's just a matter of, can they afford it or will they afford it? But it, it sounds yeah. like it's really like show the value, show what you get first. And then, Oh, here, by the way, if you want to do it, this is, this is what it costs. Absolutely. Yeah. The value you used a, a word to like our family and our culture. Like we are a family, like we have, um, uh, client appreciation nights or parties where we, you know, we do a taco bar or, or an ice cream social or whatever, just to, to get together so everyone can meet each other because we're not always in the same classes together and different training um, times. But yeah, I, I, I sell lifestyle. Again, it's fitness is not just go to one class a week. It's, it's your nutrition. It's your, it's your mind. It's your, um, it's your finances. It's everything. So I do say like, I don't want anyone never to work out because they can't afford it. We can come up with some sort of plan, payment plan, or whatever the case may be to get you in there and get you going. Because I believe that everyone should have the opportunity to get fit. It's pretty, uh, pretty in line with the way that I feel like everything that you're putting out there, the whole, um, really just like the whole personality of what it sounds like you've tried to build the business into and have built the business into for, you know, six, seven years now. So um, I want to talk a little bit more about value ads and um, ancillary products or services. I know your bread and butter is the training. People come in, they build a relationship, they train. 
some of the the big movers that we see, uh, because it, it is business and, and revenue greases the wheels of progress, we always look at it from a, a point of view of how can you add value for your clients that also comes with the return in revenue that that you feel like you can do with integrity. So I just want to hit a couple of these topics and see what your thoughts are if you've experimented with them or if they're on your radar. Um, I know that you've probably tried a lot of things in the time you've been open. So I want to hit the three big ones. First one for us, pandemic has brought it out and everybody, have you done any degree of online training? Yeah, that's so, that it was like one of those, like, be careful what you wish for kind of things. I had been thinking at the beginning of 2020, how do I get a larger audience without working that much harder you know obviously value you want to work smarter not harder and it's like how do I get online like how do I reach uh people in other states like one of my friends had just moved away and she had been training with us and um so initially I was like well we can do like uh, a Facebook live so we did Facebook lives for a while um that wasn't really working and so eventually I just went to zoom started collecting emails built the email list or sending out weekly emails to everyone um and because we were you know shut down I had several clients including some of my 70 year olds do virtual training on FaceTime or like Facebook video and as we saw the writing on the wall coming up, like, okay, we're going to be shut down. I encouraged all my clients, go get this type of weight, go get your bands, get a mat, like go get the equipment now. Cause you're not going to be able to get it. And everyone's going to go gr- wanting to grab it. And sure enough, um, the people who listen to me, they have a good little <laughs> home gym. And what that has done, not only did those people who continue to train with me for however God long we were, we were shut down for like I don't even know like it's kind of like a big blur now but they come back to me and they said thank you thank you for keeping me going like thank you for the FaceTime thank you for the Zoom because it keeps me healthy not just physically were they moving but their mental game like I'm sure you've talked to a lot of people who if they kept working out and had their their check-in and their accountability partners whether it was their trainer or just a friend of theirs to work out with they were mentally ahead of the game coming out of lockdowns um and like i said i have my little 77 year olds who were working out with me on facetime so i'm sorry nobody has an excuse if the 77 year old can figure out facetime (laughs) everyone can do it um and then um you know as we started to open up again the the classes started happening um you know in the park because the weather was nice here in april and may and then we eventually went back into the gym because we had the big roll-up door we can make that as our outside modification and the weather wasn't too hot. So we were, we were good there. So have you you continued at all with any of the online stuff or now that you're back in person, is that back burner for now? No, it's actually, it's, it's bigger than ever. Um, I actually train clients in three different States now. Nice. Um, yeah. And I have, um, I, I get referrals, you know, for family. Hey, I'm working with Sarah. Um, she, you know, does, you know, Zoom with her clients. I do it twice a week now. So like Wednesday, Thursday night, my classes are Zoom for my clients. And there are some that um, still aren't comfortable coming back into the gym. So I want to honor that and, and, and give them the opportunity to still train. Um, and then I have a client, you know, who's in Texas and I have clients in Colorado and we have clients in South Carolina, so we're all over the place. Got it. So you're 
delivering through Zoom, are you using any type of additional software, any apps, any technology to bridge the gap or like deliver actual workouts to people? I know that you post some stuff, your workouts get posted on Instagram sometimes, but are you using any other technology pieces to facilitate that? Old school, just texting, like um, I'll text over the workout. Okay, here's what we're doing today. Um, um, you know, because I am kind of a bootstrap type business, that's an expense that we weren't quite ready to take on. Sure. And if it, if it's working for you, right. For now, if it's working, not adding for competition now. for now, right. It's always, as long as you can qualify a closed-minded person will say, that's just what I'm doing. An open-minded person say, Hey, it's working for now when it's not, then I'll, I'll look at other things. So the other thing that I wanted to ask about, and we usually group these two things together. Um, you know, when we're, whenever we're talking client results, it always comes down to some type of nutrition coaching, supplementation, some combination of uh, things that people do a lot of times outside of our facilities and how we can integrate, refer, or layer it on as a, as a value add to get them more progress, more buy-in, you know, more value. So how have you approached those things? Um, good question. Um, I am, um, like I said, an American Council on Exercise certified personal trainer. I also have a um, fitness nutrition cert from them. Um, but I am careful to understand that I'm not an RD and um, so I don't prescribe meal plans. But because I'm also a bodybuilder, I have a lot of insight to um, tracking your food and macros. And that's usually where I steer people when they start asking me about, well, what should I eat? I said, do you know what you eat now? Um, I would say 99% of the time, the answer is no. <laughs> so like, okay, well, let's start there. Keep a food journal for, you know, X number of days, and then we can look at it from there. But um, a lot of times I'll say, well, let's start taking this out and adding some more of this. And, and we talk a little bit about nutrient timing too, because that's important. One of the things I always say is like, when you leave the gym, go get something to eat right now. Oh no, I can't. Yes, you can. <laughs> Don't undo all the work you just did. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And I think that um, for my newer trainers who don't have a lot of experience in nutrition and supplementation, um, they often send their clients to talk to me because I'm the one with, with that breadth of knowledge. Perfect. All right. We got to be respectful of your time here. Two more things that I want to hit on before we let you go. One is going to be, it's a new year. Everybody's got you know, new year goals, businesses can have them too. Um, my, the best way that I've found to go with this is we're kind of a dream big type of podcast here, right? We like to, to break the ceiling on things. So you've got a year, if you can wave a magic wand and everything lined up and went the way that you wanted to, where would you be at this time next year? What would the business look like? Are there any big milestones or, or goals that you have? My head hurts just thinking about it. <laughs> uh, that's why I know I'm going through growing pain. So um, one thing that we didn't really talk about is um, because of the pandemic, I thought it'd be fun to go back to grad school in the middle of the pandemic. So um, I, I actually am in my second semester of getting my master's in kinesiology and exercise and sport psychology. So I'm, I'm looking to do something more with that. Like you were saying, like do a little bit of traveling and help some people and do some consultation that way. 
but in the in the actual facility what that means is like my trainers are going to have to be taking on more responsibility um it'd be great if we could expand so i kind of got my eye on um you know this space next door to me to see if it opens up and that would effectively double and but again it's like that's all growing pains that um i have to be able to swallow while i'm in grad school so um, it's really right now grooming these trainers to uh, take on more, learn how to, like you said, onboard, learn how to sell, learn how to market themselves as trainers in the gym. And um, that way I can take on more of the, um, like the CEO role than the actual hands-on operator role, which I, which I love. I love, I love being a hands-on owner, but um, you know, as we get older, we can't do it all. I'm very tired. <laughs> it's, the, it's the next step in the, on the entrepreneurial journey, right? You either mm -hmm. get stuck and mm -hmm. you stay somebody who's self-employed or who, you know, has a job that they might love, but it's still a job. Um, as you move out into that, as you said, that CEO role, there's definitely, there's more ways you can grow the business, spread your impact, whether it's in person, whether it's doing, you know, traveling and helping other trainers, wherever it may be. So I think that's that's a great goal and a great milestone to have in it. I can see how it all ties in. I wanna go the other way now. Um, little time machine action. You've been in the game for a, a while now. You've been an owner since you were in the garage. So we're talking seven, eight years here. I'm sure the lessons have come in droves, there's probably been a lot, uh, but something has kept you going. Something's kept you driving forward uh, despite, you know, setbacks, challenges, growing pains, whatever it may be. Has there been one driving force or mantra or lesson, something that you've used to just keep crushing it year after year? Um, sounds like a cliche, <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm super passionate about helping people find their their passion for health and fitness. Um, I will kind of like take a little sidebar and say I'm the personal trainer that never says don't have the ice cream, don't have the cookie, don't have the carbs. Um, I believe that you can have everything in moderation. My coach does the same thing for me. I work with a coach, you know, I, I don't do things on my own. Find, find the people that you love to do it with. Um, and if you're having like a moment where you're not sure that you should be doing what you're like that doubt might creep into your brain like maybe said someone said something like well, what are you going to do with x y z and you're like oh man am i doing what i should be doing um i've been doing it this long um every once in a while i still get those and so what i do is i reach out to my advisors and my confidants the people who either um can give me that straight advice and be like they're right you need to change this or no you got this girl and uh, I don't surround myself with yes people. I don't believe in that. Thank goodness. Yeah, but um, I do believe in asking honest feedback. Awesome. Um, and then a lot of that takes some inner reflection and sometimes you don't want to hear it. That's something that I've worked on really, really hard over the last 20 years is like, oh, I think I'm, I like to say I'm a recovering perfectionist. Um, I like things a certain way because it helps me move forward. It helps me organize my life. You know, I'm a planner. I like things. I'm the one who goes through and changes all the dumbbells so all the numbers are pointing up. That's me. Same. <laughs> um, uh, like if the gym's not cleaned a certain way, it's like it freaks me out. But um, 
I'm working through that because I know that everyone has something to offer. And in that, it helps me get to the next step, whatever that step is. Again, sometimes it's a, some real hard inner reflections into, am I doing the right thing? Am I, did I make the right decision? Did I say the right thing? Um, and if the answer is no, then fix it. Find out what the solution is. There's a solution to everything. Just like if someone comes in, oh, I can't do that move because my shoulder hurts. I'm like, yeah, well, we're going to do something else. There's something that you can do. It's not just about that one way or that one move. It's There's a lot of different ways to do it. That's why I believe that there's room in this space for everyone to work out and to find fitness. Yeah, there's a lot of humility wrapped up into what you just said. And um, if, if anybody's listening and didn't pick up on that, it's, it's really seems like it's for you about, you know, knowing that your way might be great. It might be good. It might be mediocre, but if you're not open to knowing, getting feedback from people, you gotta, you gotta figure out a filter of where you get your feedback from. But if you're not open to finding feedback that contradicts what our inclination is to want to believe about ourselves, it's a it's a long, unfruitful path of just being your own echo chamber. And, um, you know, just that self-awareness again, comes back to it, knowing, Hey, like I've been around for six years, seven years, but what got me here might not be what gets me to the next level or things are going well, but they could be going better. And if someone has a better idea, I should at least listen. Doesn't mean you're going to do it. Doesn't mean you're not going to do it, but just that open-mindedness is, is a huge step and it's probably a maybe the biggest contributor to you being being here with us now through a pandemic through all kinds of stuff that's happened so i think that's great i don't have any other questions for you except if people want to find you um, in the in the e-world do you maintain a social media presence of your own for the business where are you uh, on the web where can people reach out to you if they want to talk yeah, and I'm, I'd be happy to send you the links too. Um, we are on the web at uh, chicobefit.com. That's C-H-I-C-O-B-F-I-T.com. And all our social is at chicobefit on Insta, Facebook. Um, we're on Pinterest too. We got some killer workouts there as well. Um, you can find me personally as well, but um, I'll just go ahead and shoot you that, um, that link as well. So. Yeah, and all the social media links are... On the page, I scoped it out at chigobefit.com. There's Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, all there on the page. Sarah, it's been a pleasure having you on today. Thank you for spending some time with us. Thanks so much, Dominic. It's been a blast. You are very welcome. And to everybody out there listening, as always, we appreciate you spending part of your day with us. We hope you found value and inspiration in this episode. If you'd like to hear more, hit the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. To everyone out there in Jim Lord's nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives, keep kicking ass. Jim Lord's out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.